Support for NPR comes from ADP. Say you're in HR and a solar flare adds an extra hour to each day. How would this impact business? ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to help your business take on the next anything. ADP, always designing for people. The action comedy heist movie Lyft takes its name from its central caper. Kevin Hart plays an experienced thief and con man whose crew is backed into a corner and forced to work for the government. Their next theft will be their greatest, and it's all to avert an enormous disaster. They'll have to fly planes, use disguises, sneak around, beat the bad guys, and look great doing it. I'm Linda Holmes, and today we're talking about Lyft on Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This message comes from NPR sponsor Noom. Noom understands that not everyone is starting from the same place and takes that into account. With their first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, you can find a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in the day, how would you use it? BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you figure out what's most important to you so you can prioritize it. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com NPR today to get 10% off your first month. From your car radio to your smart speaker, NPR meets you where you are in a lot of different ways. Now we're in your pocket. Download the NPR app today. Joining me today is Ronald Young Jr. He is the host of the film and television review podcast, Leaving the Theater, and the podcast, Wait for It. Hi, Ronald. Hello, Linda. And also with us is entertainment journalist and contributor Shar Jassel. Welcome, Shar. Hey, Linda. So good to have you both here. Lyft is a heist movie. Kevin Hart plays Cyrus, who pulls off a slick crime early on, but quickly finds the tables turned by an agent named Abby, played by Gugu Mbatha-Ra, with whom he shares a history. Cyrus has a big and funny crew. If you called this Oceans O Kevin, I wouldn't disagree. And they wind up having to lift a shipment of gold, the Ronald like that one, in order to prevent it from being used to finance a dangerous attack. Are you going to see, you know, a corrupt tech billionaire? Maybe a couple of them. Yeah. Are you going to see manipulation of very silly technology in ways not previously intended? Of course. 
Uh, will there be some twists? There just might be. The film is directed by F. Gary Gray, who directed one of the Fast and the Furious movies, Straight Out of Compton, and maybe most relevant, Set It Off and the 2003 remake of The Italian Job. Char, I want to start with you. This is a Netflix big blockbustery type movie of the kind that they seem to be attempting over and over. Uh, what did you think? You know, Linda, I was not the biggest fan of this movie. <laughs> I hate to say that, but mm -hmm. I, I truly was not. I watched it twice just to see if I could get something else from it or if I felt different a second time around. And I was, I think I just was taken out of it based on like Kevin Hart doing more of an action role instead of comedy. I, I don't yes. think I could separate the LOL Kevin from the serious, the attempt yeah. to be serious Kevin. And more suave, yeah. kind of. attempts to be suave Kevin. Yeah, he was like sexy. Yeah. And so for me, um, it kind of fell flat, even with the storytelling. I got to be honest, as soon as they mentioned NFTs, I was like, <laughs> is this the film for me? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, there is a little bit of NFT business at the beginning that definitely feels like it has to have been written at least a year and a half ago, yeah, you know, um, but but I yeah. hear you, Ronald. I have heard through the grapevine <laughs> that you are also not a huge fan of this movie. Tell me what you thought. Listen, Linda, I think Char nailed a lot of it. For me, as soon as it comes on, it's not even that I can't take Kevin Hart seriously because I remember watching it and thinking Robin Williams did stuff like this all the time where he crossed over from funny to serious. But I think the jarring nature at which we're expected to receive Kevin Hart as someone who has it all together, is the man with the plan, sexy with the ladies, a fighter, can also fight everyone all of a sudden. It felt like they tried to throw all of it at us at once instead of building upon it a little bit, saying like, well, he's clever. He can talk his way out of a situation, whatever. To like put it all in one for Kevin Hart at this juncture was just, it felt very surprising until you realize that it's Heartbeat Productions that made this movie. Like he made this movie for himself for Netflix. Sure. And it was just, for me, I just felt that dripping through the screen. And because of that, it took me out. It was hard for me to enjoy. Yeah, it's a funny thing because <laughs> I, more than most people, I enjoyed Red Notice, which is the the Netflix one. I was going to bring that up, Linda, because I was on this with you. That had Ryan Reynolds and <laughs> The Rock and Gal Gadot. Yes. And I liked The Gray Man more than most people did with Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. Yes, I liked it too. There is some thing about the way they make these that I don't know if I'm just more like gullible than most people or I seem to always fall on the positive side of these movies. I thought this was really fun. It's my fault that we're sitting here having this conversation because I watched it <laughs> and I said to the team, I was like, I really like this. I think it's really fun. And I wonder now, you know, I am not like a big Kevin Hart completist at all. I have seen a couple of movies, uh, some of the stand up, but not a ton. I definitely was aware watching it like this is a different kind of project for him. But maybe because I don't have as much of a sense of what I think of as his strengths. Maybe it threw me off less. But mostly I just liked, like, I thought all the people were really fun. I think Billy Magnuson, who plays like the um, safe cracking guy, you would call him, is really funny in this. He just, his line deliveries kept making me laugh. He keeps saying, like, nice. And it just, 
It's one of those things that it either tickles you or doesn't. I just want to say that I... I'm liking the vibes here. I think they're good. I think it's fun. I'm on board. I will say I love heist movies. If I could do nothing but watch heist movies all the time. Yeah, I agree. And I do think they're going for the Ocean's Eleven thing. I don't think they get that far. You know, Ocean's Eleven is one of my favorite movies. But I really had a good time. I don't know. Maybe it's... Maybe I'm, I'm just... I don't know. I think that Kevin Hart is capable of doing serious roles. I believe in him. Kevin, if you're listening, I believe in Agreed. you. Agreed. I just don't think that this role was the role for him. Yeah. Yes. And in the name of heist movies and celebrating them, I got to say, every single woman that was on this cast, I was a huge yes. fan mm -hmm. of. I felt like every single woman that was working, I guess, as a supporting actor to Kevin Hart really helped carry this through the finish line for me. I felt like they were all so badass and so good at their jobs. It was almost reminiscent of like Charlie's Angels with the Lucy Liu and Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore. That was a highlight for me. But overarchingly, Kevin, this just, uh, I, I, I'd have to give it, if I were rating it, I'd give it like a six out of 10. I think a six <laughs> is too high, but that's just me. <laughs> you know what? I, and I, I wanted to do two things. One, I want to defend Linda because I also liked The Gray Man. And I was I was on that episode of Red Notice with you. And I remember you saying that. And when I was watching this, I remember thinking, I wonder if Linda is going to like this because it has that same like kind of seasoning in there. But I think what gets me about this is that because it, it's so blatant what Kevin Hart is trying to do here as someone who watches a lot of Kevin Hart stuff. And I love his stuff. What he did in Jumanji and in Central Intelligence, I'm like, I could watch him do that forever. When he's just singing in an interview, cracking jokes with The Rock, he's in his element. What he was doing with this is like he takes the thing that I like about him the most and he just throws it away. There was one scene in there where he's talking to Vincent D'Onofrio and they're going back and forth about how he's looking at Gugu Mbatha-Ra. And I remember looking at that and being like, yes, do this. Do this the rest of the movie. What are you doing? <laughs> are you saying I make that face? I've never made a face like Cause? that. Nobody makes that face. All right, how about you stop? Let's stop. You're being stupid. Grow up. You're being childish. All right, look at me. I'm looking at you. Now look at her. But then at, after that, they underutilize Vincent D'Onofrio, who's being funny here, and then we're not getting Kevin Hart being funny at all. And so for me, we kind of had to depend on the other elements of the movie, which are the heist elements. And as someone who also loves a heist movie, I love every Oceans. I watch all three of them at least once a year, every year. Because the heist elements of this movie weren't up to par as other ones, including other ones that F. Gary Gray made, like Set It Off and Italian Job. Because now that I realized he made Italian Job, I was like, oh, man, I love that movie. The movie was brilliant. Like, you could have just copied that movie and this movie would have been better. But because it doesn't rise to that, that's why for me it was just like, I see what y'all are doing and you didn't do it well. Yeah, I feel like in that sequence that you're talking about, I did think it was really funny. I will say, you know, one thing that's interesting to me about this is that you're talking about kind of what Kevin Hart's trying to do. And... I do think it's interesting that he seems to be trying to make a movie where his sort of high-octane charisma is not the reason to watch the movie, which I think is kind of interesting. Like, I think it kind of reads to me a little bit like maybe he's having trouble getting to a place in his career where he can say, I don't want to be doing this super broad comedic thing all the time. I want to be able to do other things. And so maybe this is him sort of flexing as a guy who has a lot of power and saying, like, look, you know, if nobody's going to put me in it, I, I do want to be able to do other things. Because I think the ensemble is 
is the strength here? You know, you mentioned Vincent D'Onofrio. I it took me a couple minutes to be like, wait, who is that? And then <laughs> it was, you know, oh, that's Vincent D'Onofrio. And like I said, I love Billy Magnuson. I was I was making all of these notes. I took a lot of notes while I was watching this movie, and I. I wrote this note that said, if they hurt Billy Mags, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> um, I think that the, the ensemble is the is the reason to see it. And that's a, it's interesting to me that he as kind of a, a stand up who has always run off of that high energy that he went this direction. I will say, have you if you've seen True Story, he was in he did the show True Story. And he did it with Wesley Snipes. And that was the first time I really saw him take a strong foray. There's another film that he did with. Brian Cranston, which was a remake of a French film. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. So that's those are the two times that I've seen him be serious, and I thought he did excellent in both of those. I think mm-hmm. to do that is the move. I'm saying the same thing you're saying, Linda, which is like, I know, I guess for me, because it's such a blatant attempt, it's hard for me to stomach it. Because for me, it feels like he funded his own audition to do roles like this in the future. Oh, interesting. And for me, if I was the person that saw this audition, I'd be like, Kevin... Yeah. If you just put, you don't have to kill the humor entirely, but if you want to go all charisma or do that, then you're asking all of your audience to turn on a Kevin Hart movie and not laugh yeah. and not have a good time. And you bring joy into the room. You're saying, nah, forget all that joy. I could be, <laughs> I could be a leading man just like George Clooney. And I'm like, even what George Clooney is doing in Oceans 11, 12, and 13 with Brad Pitt, he's with another star and there's banter that's going back and forth where they're both lifting it up and there's charisma. Whereas this one, we just get Kevin Hart and you get the ensemble doing exactly what you're saying they're doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just needs a Brad Pitt. Maybe so. And like, I mean, to your point, I think that definitely some comedy should have been sprinkled. It's such a hard left from what we're used to. So even if he did want to make this role 90% dramatic, it should have been, it would have served him best to probably sprinkle at least 10% of the comedic Kevin Hart that we've grown to know and love throughout the past decade or so into this role as well. Yeah. I did have one thought while I was watching it, which was, I kind of wish I was watching it in a theater, which I don't often think, but I did think like, I think maybe in a big theater with the big sound and an audience full of people, I think that might be really fun because it has some of those moments where like, you know, something weird happens and they have to do some shocking, you know, they have to do some move with the plane or whatever. I completely lost track of all the stuff about (laughs) navigating the planes and stuff like that. But I did think, I wonder whether this would be more fun in a theater. And I'm curious about whether either of you thinks it might have hit any better if it were in a theater. So it's it's funny that you bring this up because I was just uh, mentioning that Sunny Hostin on The View went to the premiere in New York and she loved it. She watched it in a theater. Netflix had certain things set up like the gold bars and stuff for you to take mm-hmm, pictures with. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of trips me up because I've fallen victim to sometimes, you know, films that what I call have theater appeal where they're so good and I mm-hmm. sing their praises. And then, you know, you screen them at home or you watch them at someone's house and it's like... It was just the energy of the surround sound and the, and the props that everyone put up and things like that. So I do think that in a theater, it would probably get a different reception for me because I know that I can fall prey to that. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I've always, I've often said I, 
give movies like a bump in their grade if I get to see them in a theater with reclining seats. So, yeah, you know. it's, it's funny because I work in reverse, Linda. Like I give it a bump if I'm sitting on my couch because if I'm sitting on my couch and it's really good, then I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, I'm on my couch. I have water. I can stop it whatever I want. But I feel like seeing this one, I agree with you. I think seeing this in a theater probably would have made me – I still don't think I would have loved it, but I don't think I would have been like mm-hmm. so aware of what was happening. I probably would have been like, <laughs> uh, that's not my favorite. It's not Central Intelligence, but I really I, – it was fine. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And for what it's worth, I should mention the part that I did like is when they did get on the plane. Because mm-hmm. for me, that's when I locked in. That's when it picked yeah. up. And I was like, okay, let me sit up and pay attention to what's going on here. The whole part prior to that, it was kind of, you know, a bit lackadaisical for me. But when they were on that plane and all that action that was taking place and all of the hijinks, I was like, I'm here for this part. It's funny because at that point, I thought it kind of changed genres. I was like, yeah. oh, so this is a plane hijacking yes. movie now. This yes. isn't a, Is it still a heist movie? And then they did that. <laughs> and I won't get into the ending. But I remember at that point, I was like, well, this is different. But it's kind of more action adventure now than it was like just strict heist in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. I had such a good time and I did think it was funny and I thought the comedy that is in it, which is more that drier kind of comedy. I yeah. definitely was aware watching it. Like this is not the traditional kind of Kevin Hart, big yucks stuff. And I love um, Gugu Mbatarash, yes. one of my favorite actresses. She's Killing it like right now. gloriously charismatic and so beautiful and does so many things well. It's not necessarily her most fantastic part she's ever had, but I, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed them. And I did buy that they were attracted to each other, which which was nice. You did? I did. I did not. <laughs> I didn't either. I did. I didn't either. I did. <laughs> I did not. I did. I liked, I liked I their like, little banter. with you? I, so, something has happened to me. I've, I, I've just become very, <laughs> I've become very, very chill about movies. Just bring it on and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm here for it, Linda. <laughs> well, look. Maybe you love the Netflix blockbusters. Maybe you don't. We want to know what you think about Lyft. Find us at facebook.com slash PCHH. That brings us to the end of our show. Ronald Young Jr., Shar Jassel, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. We want to take a moment to thank our Pop Culture Happy Hour Plus subscribers. We appreciate you so much for showing your support of NPR. If you haven't signed up yet, you want to show your support and you'd like to listen to this show without any sponsor breaks, head over to plus.npr.org slash happy hour or visit the link in our show notes. This episode is produced by Liz Metzger and Ramel Wood and edited by Mike Katzif and Jessica Reedy. Hello, Come In provides our theme music. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. I'm Linda Holmes, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. If you're looking for a new way to support this show and public media, please consider signing up for the NPR Plus podcast bundle. NPR Plus listeners get to unlock sponsor-free listening and bonus episodes from NPR shows like this one. You can find out more at plus.npr.org.